with Ashley and Emily. I'm Ashley from Ashley Gets Around. And I'm Emily with Emily Eats and Explores. On this podcast, you'll hear me and Emily, who are both full-time solo travelers. We kind of think of this podcast as a little bit Bravo, a little bit travel channel. So grab your favorite beverage and let's go. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Travel Chat with Ashley and Emily. I am Ashley, and we are going to talk about business class flight deals today, specifically Emily and her Q Suites, which I'm thinking she's very excited for. So tell us about you booking Q Suites, Emily. Okay. If you are in the points and miles place, I would recommend that you turn this podcast (laughs) off or or just, you know, cover, cover your ears for just a little bit. Yeah. Probably not going to enjoy this. Yeah. Okay. But for me, I was hyped. So as a fresh, I would say I'm not beginner, but I'm not really like intermediate either. I'm kind of like in the middle of between those. I was like, okay, amazing. I have a crap ton of credit card points. So I have gotten a few new cards ever since I started my business. I got some business cards. So I got the Chase... Inc. Unlimited, I think it is, the Amex Business Platinum. And then I think I had another card that I opened fairly recently. So all of those gave me amazing sign-up bonuses. And I hadn't used my points in a while because I was getting cheap flights. And usually if they're pretty cheap, I'll just pay them cash. So I had accumulated a lot of points. So thinking, okay, I have a lot of points. I can just use those to book whichever business class flight that I want. Well, it doesn't really work that way. So I have been looking for, oh my gosh, how long? It's been at least like eight months where I've been trying to either look for award availability now that I know that it's called or just trying to pay for cash. So almost every single time I looked up these flights and this is a flight from either Boston or New York to Bali, they were around $8,000. Cash. Cash. $8,000 cash each. This is round trip, Q Suites, Boston or New York to Bali, $8,000 cash. So I need to get two of those. Let's, let's remember. So I was like, oh, like, it's been a dream of mine. This is probably the longest my mom will ever fly. So it was really a dream of mine to get us these flights and have this like first business class experience together. My mom has never flown business class. She's never flown premium economy, like only economy. And so it was really my dream to get these for her, you know, being so ignorant about the whole process thinking like, of course, I have all these points. Like there's no doubt in my mind that I can get it because I have the points. Well, as Ashley will explain to you, it doesn't really work that way. So looking every single day, Realizing that I probably won't be able to use points for these flights unless I do something really insane. Or if I did, I probably should have booked it like, what, like a year and a half ago? Again, Ashley will tell you all these things. So I was looking, looking, looking every day. Finally found a deal, which everyone's going to be like, "Is that, that's a deal? I found a deal for round trip Q Suites flights from Boston, which was our preferred airport for about $4,700. So $4,700. So I was like, F it. I'm just going to book it. 
So I booked those. I'm very, very excited for the flight. I think it will be worth it just for me personally not to have the regret of really wanting to do this for my mom. So that just makes it worth it in itself. But I'm very excited to have this experience with her. But yeah, it's not as easy as it seems when you're trying to book a very specific flight. So that's why Ashley's newsletter is amazing. That's why hiring someone to help you out is amazing because there's so much that goes into it. It's not just, okay, you accumulated all these points, but now you can book whatever you want or you now you can get whatever you want or like you want a deal. Like you just never know what's going to come up or what's going to happen. So in my mind, I get, did get a deal, but obviously I could have gotten them for way cheaper if I knew what I was doing and did it well in advance. Ashley, do you agree? Yes. I think $4,700 for Boston, Doha, Doha to Bali in business class is not a horrible deal, especially for peak summer travel and you booking it last minute. That is not a horrible deal. You know, I send a wide variety of deals through my email list. And some of them are kind of mistake fares or deeply discounted sales. Like I flew to Korea for $500 in business class from Cairo round trip this year. That's definitely more of a mistake there. But you also get deals that are just clearly sale like $1,500 from the East Coast to Europe in business class. And the problem is there are people that are spending eight, nine, $10,000 because they need to fly to India for business. So I just got a somebody, I sent an email deal, I want to say two weeks ago, it was New York to India for $2,500 in business class. Well, that's two really long flights each way. And I had somebody email me saying they actually, that that email saved them like $15,000 because they go to India several times a year and take a team member with them for their business. And they were able to book like six of those flights for a fraction of how much they normally pay. Wow. So, you know, but it's funny because some people will be like $2,600 isn't a deal. But it is if you're used to paying five or $7,000 for those flights, which is typically how much people are paying. Right. So I think it's definitely like kind of a wide variety. But for specific flights, it is hard to find cash deals for specific flights because you don't know what you're going to find and you don't know when you'll find it. Right. Award availability is a little bit different. It, it depends on the kind of points you have. It depends on what airports, you know, I, I had found um, Emily and her mom, decent award availability from the West Coast. The problem is, is her mom getting to the West Coast together is fine, but then your mom's flying home separately from you. And you were like, I don't think my mom is really going to want to do that on her own to fly from like LA to Boston by herself on a different ticket because you would book the award ticket on one ticket and then the flight home on a different ticket. And so that can be complicated sometimes and not horrible, but if you're not used to traveling, it might be, you know, confusing. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, when it comes to specific flights, it is just unfortunately a little bit harder and you really do have to, you know, look for that award availability. But Emily, you're so excited for this Q suite flight and Q suites is one, is my favorite business class. So I feel like you'll get very spoiled. I didn't get the middle. I know I'm like complaining. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be on this like course that I didn't get the middle. I wanted the middle because the middle you can like put into like a full size bed. But I did get us like two 
window seats. I don't think the second flight is Q suites. Does that make sense? It's usually not. So okay, the that's what I thought. You know, it's honestly really weird that I know this information that they have switched the Doha to Bali flight to the seven eighty sevens. Usually, so you're not typically now. Sometimes they'll upgrade them without you knowing, and you'll end up in a Q suite. But typically, you're on their 787, which is still a one-to-one. It's not as nice as a Q-suite, but it's still lie-flat, and we you'll do. still have a good time. But Yay! Can we explain what Q-suites is? I don't even yes. really know how to explain it. But it's, like, different. It's not just business class, like, lie-flat seat. Like, it's different. Yes. So when I talk about business class, I think a lot of people think of domestic first class when they get on a plane and they're like, oh, the bigger recliner seats. So actually, those seats are actually what's called international premium economy. So I do sometimes send premium economy deals because the premium economy seats are the bigger recliner seats. So they are bigger. They are less per row typically have either leg rests and or foot rests and recline further. They have more pitch. When we talk about international business class, long haul business class, like US to Europe, US to Asia, anything that's kind of longer, we say lie flat seats. And what that means is those seats turn into a bed. So they go from a seat to a complete bed. And there are tons of different configurations. And definitely there are some seats that are not as nice. For example, British Airways flies lie flat in a 242 configuration, which means there are two seats on one side of the plane at the window, then four seats in the middle, and then two seats on the other side. And so not every seat has what's called direct aisle access. So if you're traveling alone, you probably want different seats than the window because you would have to actually climb over somebody if their seat is laid down in order to get out. The other end of the spectrum, so you have British Airways that has, and again, I've flown British Airways business class plenty of times. There's nothing wrong with it, but you do have a wide variety of lie flat seats. At the other end of the spectrum, if you know, BA is kind of an old business class, the other end is Q suites. And so these are, Now, a lot of airlines have added doors to business class. So you're not just in a lie flat seat. You actually have what's called a suite. Q suites, it's really cool because each seat has its own door. You have a separate little sitting area. I mean, it's not huge though. It's like you could fit somebody there if you needed to, but it's not really big. But one thing about Q suites is the middle four seats, if you're traveling in a family, or a group of friends, you can actually lower all the walls and have like a table for four people. Oh my God. Which is super cool. (laughs) Is super cool. And then if you're traveling with a partner, the middle section, if you're in the middle section, those two seats, the, it doesn't really turn into a double bed, but the walls go pretty much all the way down. Um, And so you could sleep next to the person you're traveling with or, you know, not have that wall there. So it's pretty cool. The service on Qatar, I've never had bad service. You know, they have excellent food, nice amenity, like really fancy, like amenity kits. Do they have showers on this one? So no. So sadly, the showers are not on Qatar, even on their three A380. The bathrooms are big enough for a shower, but they don't actually have one. So if you want the shower, you have to do Emirates there who has the shower. 
If you're interested in making money while traveling the world, grab my free masterclass, how to make $5,000 while traveling. And you can find me, Emily, at Emily Eats and Explores. You can find me, Ashley, at Ashley Gets Around on Instagram. And if you want to fly in business class for the cost of economy, you can sign up for my free email list at ashleygetsaround.com. Make sure you head to the show notes to find out more about me and Emily. But it's not a bad, definitely not a bad way to fly. And once you do Q suites, it's really hard to do anything else. Oh <laughs> like, gosh, I know. Q suites is so amazing. And it's nice because it's my favorite use of miles because from the US, even if you're flying like Atlanta or New York or Seattle, it doesn't really matter what part of the US you're flying from. Those flights are 12 to 14 hours. So they're long yes. enough that you, you know, you're not just having a meal and then waking up, which is kind of how if you fly to Europe, you're kind of on the seat to sleep. But if you're flying 14 hours, you have plenty of time to sleep, plus enjoy business class. And it's it's one of my favorite uses of miles. And they have dine on demand, which is nice. So you choose when you want to eat, what you want to eat, doesn't matter, you get to pick. Really? So do, you don't book all this like in advance? No. Nice. Okay. So they'll come around and ask you if there's anything you want. So I definitely, if there's something on the menu that you 100% want, reserve it. One of the things I always get, which they don't have on the way out of the U.S., but they do have on the way back is afternoon tea service. It's my favorite. It's my favorite thing to do. I love the afternoon tea service. And it really is a traditional like afternoon tea with sandwiches and the scones. (gasps) Yeah. This is out of the U.S.? So when you go to the U.S., so it's the day flight back. I don't think I've seen it on the flight out. Now, I think I did see it maybe on the day flight front because they have a flight that leaves or at least they did pre-COVID. I don't know know it's back yet. So I'll get it on the way back. Don't yell at me on the on the comments if I got this wrong. But before COVID, New York had two daily departures to Doha. I don't know if it's back yet because I've only flown the night one out. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you would see the afternoon tea service on the way out because it was a daytime flight. Ah, but on the way fine. back to the US, they'll have afternoon tea as an option. So it's definitely something I always like. I'm like, I want an afternoon tea. Save me one. They have like the Arabic meze play and the food's really good. Like, And there's tons of options. So you'll have plenty of options for you and your mom to eat. And you can eat as much as you want and dine on demand, which is great. I mean, it's like my favorite product. So I'm like very obsessed with Q Sweets. As you should be, as I'm, as I'm sure I am. And this is my first, if you guys don't know, this is my first business class flight. I've also never flown business or premium economy or anything. Like I float budget. <laughs> I honestly think your, your life's about to be completely changed. I think it will. I think I'm about to become a millionaire because now I will never want to not fly anything else. Yeah, no, I literally like I've gotten to that point where I'm like, uh, my upgrade didn't clear. Like, do I really need to go? I don't think I want to go. I also want to add, which I think is something really weird, not weird, but this might happen. So I booked my mom's, I, I saw the deal. I booked the flight for my mom, put my all my mom's information in. And then when I tried to go book mine, they said that rate wasn't available anymore. Yes. So it's, that is normal. It is what's known as fare buckets. And I, it it gets very confusing to people because this happens a lot when I send deals too, because typically like, you know, you'll see 
a flight, let's just say it's like $1,500. And on one day, there might be seven of them at that price, but a different day, there might only be one or two left. And it's because of what's called fair buckets. And so at that point, that deal is in one fair bucket. And you'll see people, and that's why the people say like, oh, if you use incognito windows, or if you're buying on a Tuesday, it's cheaper. And that's not true. It is all about the fair buckets. And once that fair is gone, it's gone and you move up to the next tier. This doesn't mean that the airline doesn't go in and change them later. Like if the flight is not selling as well, it's very complicated how these pricing works. But yeah, it's because there was only one seat left in that fair bucket. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. Because then I went on my credit card and I looked it up through like the portal and they had the rate on there, but I'm just on a flight that's like six hours later. So we have the same flight together to Doha, but then I'm getting in like six hours later than my mom because they didn't have the same, or maybe it's even more than that. But Wait, into Bali or into Doha? Into Bali. So we arrive in Doha together. We just have different layover times. So we're getting into Bali at different times. So I still found the deal, but I found it through the credit card portal, but it was just a different flight going into Bali. So yeah, because the other one was probably sold out at that fair. I mean, you could also like in Boston, you know, and whether this works for you or not, you know, it maybe or maybe not, but you could ask to say like, Hey, we somehow ended up on the raw, like different tickets. Is there any way for me to get a seat on this other business class? But whether they change it for you or not, like, yeah, because I did give them a call and they were like, yeah, no, there's nothing we can do. But I will definitely try to do it on the airport, like either get her on mine or or get on hers. But have you had a long layover in Doha? Yeah, I love Doha. You're gonna have access to the business class lounge. I don't think I do. I think they said you had to add it on. Oh, you booked one of the light fares. That seems though for how expensive those tickets are, it normally includes lounge access. Like it's usually the cheapest tickets that don't have it. But yeah, so if you do have lounge access, there's a few things. So how long is your layover? Mine is long. I think mine is like 24 hours. Oh, okay. No, you should leave the airport and go get a hotel. So they actually have a stopover program. I'll send you the link. If your flight is over a certain amount of time, you can get a hotel either for free or discounted for pretty cheap. But the hotels in Doha, like you can stay at like even like the Ritz Carlton for like $80. Like it's pretty, you can find really good deals. And they do have, at least pre-COVID, they had day tours around Doha for free. I don't know if they're doing them yet again because of COVID. But yeah, there's lots to see. You can take an Uber places and then you can get a visa right when you land. Like it's just a stamp. Like you just do it when you get Mm -hmm. there and it's pretty easy. And then there are lounges in the airport if your mom just wants to stay. And if she doesn't get lounge access with the what's called light business fare, she could just buy it and it's like a hundred hundred and thirty dollars or something. But their lounges are really fancy. So it's it might be worth it. And they have like sleeping areas. But if you're in Doha airport for t- 24 hours, it would not stay in the airport. That would be a nightmare. Like I would just leave and go into Doha. Leave. Okay. You can go to the mall that has um, the gondolas. They have a mall with a river running through it. Oh! Fun. It looks like Venice. <laughs> That's so fun. But there's um there's an incredible art museum in Doha of Islamic art. And the building um was designed by the Chinese American artist, super famous guy. 
but he passed away last year, I think. Anyway, super famous artist, beautiful building. Um, and there's some other stuff you can see. Like they have a Falcon Hospital for like the birds. It's not quite like Dubai. It's a, d- a little bit different of a vibe, but there's a lot to see. There are some things to see and you could get, you know, a little tour of the city and it's pretty cheap to get around by Uber. Definitely hot though. Pack your water. Don't want to get overheated because it'll be really hot when you go. Good to know. Good to know. But it's very easy to get in and out of the Doha airport. So you won't have any issues. Perfect. That yeah. was my biggest question. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. And I would say back to the topic of like award availability, it changes so often. And, you know, really that award space typically is either released really early, like 11 months out, or it is released very last minute. And then when people cancel, sometimes the award, you know, it's going to change. And so it is one of those things that if you know, okay, I want to go to, Paris next summer, you should be looking for that now. You know, as soon as the calendar opens, that's when you're going to have the best availability. And then depending on the program, like for American, you can always cancel the flight and get your miles back if you decide you can't do it. And especially when there's a transfer bonus, like right now, Amex has transfer bonuses. And so does Capital One where you get a transfer bonus. So like, let's say instead of like you transfer 100,000 miles, but instead of earning 100,000, you would actually earn 120. So you're getting, you know, more miles than you actually earned, which is great because you're getting that bonus. But really it's, you know, it's having patience and looking really, really often. And if you can be flexible, you might not find award availability into Paris, but maybe you find a ton of award availability into Amsterdam. So do you have the ability to take the train two hours between Amsterdam, however long it is, not far, Amsterdam and Paris or Brussels and Paris, that sort of thing? Or do you not? Because that's going to help you find award availability. For your case, you needed to be in Bali by a certain date. And that just unfortunately is harder to do closer in. And especially because you needed more than one seat. Mm -hmm. All of that was a factor, but I can't even imagine how tough it was. Like we were very flexible on when we could go. So I can't even imagine how tough it is. If you even had like a very specific date that you have to go and a very specific date, you have to come back. Like it's tricky sometimes. Yeah. I think it's also, you know, it's harder to find the business than it is economy. Typically you're not going to have issues finding economy, but the business sometimes can be harder and also peak season. So you're going during peak Bali travel season. Right. So it's just a little bit harder. But the good news is you're going to earn a lot of miles for that flight. Woohoo! Which will be good. I have to figure out how to do that. What do you mean? Didn't you say I have to put my number in? Is Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, you need to put your frequent flyer number in. Okay. I'll I'll do it for you. <laughs> you need to go under manage account on Qatar, put in your code for your flight, like your record locator, and then they'll be under like manage profile. It'll say like frequent flyer number and you need to make sure that it, it's linked to your American. I mean, you could link it to Qatar's program, but then yeah. those miles are, I don't know. I think it's better just to credit to American and you should earn for that flight 30,000 miles. It's going to depend on the code. I, I can't tell you currently, but you'll earn a decent number of miles with it. Lovely. Yeah, it'll be. I'm going to be coming to you with all the questions. I'm going to be like, what do I do this? When should I ask this? What should I get here? It's going to be so fun. Yay! 
And even if you don't have lounge access in... I definitely, I remember they had that. I mean, it's not a different lounge, right? Because I remember they said you could add this on and then there was something else that I could add on to. And it was just like another added fee for something. So, okay. So they have a business class lounge called the Al Merjan Lounge. I'm butchering the name. And they actually now have two of those, but that's a different story. That's their business class lounge. It's very fancy, very nice. They have one that's even nicer than that. That's called the first, it's like the first class lounge, Al Safwa Lounge. And you can buy into that for like $150, but it's even fancier. And it has like hotel rooms, basically they're hotel rooms. They're like a bed and a shower that you can get for up to six hours. And they also have a jacuzzi and a spa and they have some other stuff that they don't have at the business class lounge. So you may have, I would need to look at your ticket to see which you have access to. Um, but you, regardless, you should still not have an issue accessing the lounge in New York. So you'll have access to the... Boston, you mean? Oh, that's right. You're flying out of Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should have no issue. Plus, you have priority pass. So you can always use right. your priority pass. Yeah. So you should technically have access to the Admirals Club in Boston. But the priority passes might... Lounges might be a little bit better than that, depending on... where you are in Boston. But yeah, it's going to be so fun. I'm trying to think what else you need to know. And they let you bring so many bags and we're both doing carry on. (laughs) But they're like, you can bring so many bags. Yeah, you get a lot of extra free bags. I'm like, what is is this? What is this life? I usually have to pay for baggage. What's crazy is with my with my American Airlines status, I can check three bags at 70 pounds. And it doesn't matter where I go. I could fly from Charlotte to Atlanta and check like 200 pounds worth of stuff oh my God. for free for $0. So yeah, I will say, you say that you never check that much, but I definitely have checked three bags before. But but yeah, you get a lot of checked. It's probably better just to do carry-on only. If you can do carry-on only, it's better to do carry-on only. But yeah, you don't have to pay for the bags or a lot of stuff like that. And you'll be spoiled after you do Q-Suites like you want to do nothing else. I'm never going to want to go back. Well, we will give you a recap once I've actually taken the flight and I know what the heck that I'm doing. Don't worry, we will recap it all so you get all the juicy, fun details. But thank you for listening to this episode of Travel Chat. We have a five-star review, as always. If you've enjoyed it, send it to a friend. And we'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please leave us a five-star rating and review. You can find me, Ashley, at Ashley Gets Around on Instagram. And you can find me, Emily, at Emily Eats and Explores. Make sure you head to the show notes to find out more about me and Emily. Bye, everyone.